Welcome, welcome, welcome to Above Replacement Radio. I am your host, Chris Gianta. You know what Christy Mathewson wasn't worried about? S-I-E-R-A. When you're thinking about Pedro Siriaco, I mean, the only one that can compete is maybe uh, Hannes Wagner's 1908 season. Over there on the other side of the screen is Daniel Kern. Like, if we just clip together every time we've talked about him on other people's profiles, we've done a Mickey Cochran episode. I can't get past Rabbit Marinville. It's it's not necessarily Hall of Fame. It's not necessarily above average, but we can guarantee you we are better than just the standard replacement level college sophomore. And welcome to Above Replacement Radio, where we're talking baseball kind of whenever. I'm your host, Chris Gianta. Over there across from me, as you cannot see on YouTube, unfortunately, is Daniel Curran. How you doing, Daniel? Chris, I am doing extremely well today. This is one of our favorite yearly shows. You know, the anticipation is like the buildup is all there. It's we got to put a bow on the off season, and then it's back to our regular season schedule, which is it's it's a good thing. It's a fun thing to do it's, for sure. It's exciting, and and yeah, it's good. We're doing it. Uh, we're also doing this on a nice, you know, sunny afternoon. Spring feels like it is it is springing, you know. Yes. Um, and uh, and we're doing predictions, and yeah, uh, it's always it's always fun to do. It's like uh, you know, you you have your own like you know, not that there's anything on this, or you know, there's no like financial implications, but it's good to just uh, have your own little investment in your head of uh, what's happening. Yes. And uh, and yeah, it's fun to fun to see where we're at and what we expect out of the season. Um, but uh, first, first uh, order of business, um, there was a, another major transaction, another major loss for the Oakland Athletics, mm-hmm. and uh, you know a gain in the rotation for the San Diego Padres. Sean Manaya goes to the San Diego Padres. Uh, I didn't necessarily, I didn't look too deep into the return for him, um, but uh, I'm looking at the, his transactions now. Uh, if baseball reference will load, well, it has a h- tough yeah. time doing that, but Sean and I go into the Padres, nonetheless, um, adding to a very good rotation. Like, you know, we knew it was, we, th- we thought it was going to be a little bit better heading into last year, but, uh, a good rotation. And, you know, I don't, I don't know where he's going to end up <laughs> in that rotation. Probably five. Could po- very possibly. I think yeah. that's where Fangraphs has him. No, they have him at uh, three actually. You Darvish, Joe Musgrove, Sean Manaya, Nick Martinez, Blake Snell, with Denelson Lamette in the bullpen. Mike Clevenger still on the. Oh, Mike Clevenger is knee soreness. Okay. Weird. Um. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. So Sean Manaya traded to the Padres, and. And yeah, like, yeah, three one three nine one ERA last year. Um, I think three six six FIP. If my memory serves correct, I don't have it in front of me. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's I don't know what to think of it because the Padres rotation. It's interesting because we thought it was going to be like top three or four last year. Everyone was either injured or kind of disappointed. Mm-hmm. Um, so like, I, it, depending on like, there's there's a lot of different ways this can, can go in terms of. In, in terms of where he will end up in the rotation, if like if you know some Padres have some bounce back seasons, um, you know what depending on that or not, he could be like a number two or three guy, or could he could be a number five guy? Yeah, I mean I think he could be just another big piece for that Padres rotation for sure. 
Um, this is a guy that did pretty well in Oakland. I think a change of scenery could make him even better. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm wondering, yeah, I'm, like, I know they changed pitching coaches last year. I wonder if that will have mm-hmm. um, any effect on well, anything. For Sean Manaya, doesn't uh, he doesn't have to change his manager? That's true. That's probably really huge for him. Yeah, that is probably yeah, it, yeah. Especially as, with a guy like Bo Mel, right? Bob as, Melvin. Um. Oh, it doesn't have his. Uh, it doesn't have his transactions yet. Uh. The. So when you go to, the last trade was uh, traded by the Kansas City Royals with Aaron Brooks to yep, the Oakland was. Athletics for Ben Zobrist and Cash. Mm-hmm. And I saw Ben Zobrist, and I was like, he's still playing? And I was like, oh, wait, that was... No, that was uh, 2015. <laughs> that was 2015. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, 3.91 ERA last year with a 3.66 FIP, you know, 9.7 strikeouts per nine. Um, sort of a career year, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. at least FIP-wise, for sure, and and uh, strikeout-wise. Um, so, yeah, I I like it. Yeah, I like it for the Padres, but and it, it's hard to talk about the Padres because we we have no idea what they're gonna do really. Nope. So I mean, I think I think Bob Melvin as the new manager is gonna make a, a huge difference. Um, I mean, I guess we can get into it later because we have our standings predictions, our mm-hmm. playoff predictions, and we have them going there. Yeah, yeah. So that will wrap up uh, the Sharmanaya discussion. Um, so yeah, uh, he's going to the Padres. He is. <laughs> yes. Good for him. Going Staying back Staying with Bob Melvin. That's cool. Going back to the new manager and, uh, shaping out that, uh, that Padres rotation. And yeah, it, there's a lot of unpredictability with the Padres, but you know, we're going to try, we're going to try this episode. Mm-hmm. So now, uh, onto the main event of, uh, everything. Uh, full standings predictions. We're going to talk about, you know, why, why we have, you know, all 30 teams where they're going to place in their division and, uh, a little bit why, and, uh, we'll kind of snake it. So we'll talk about what the, uh, should we go East to West? Uh, I, I listed, uh, East Central West, East Central West, ALNL. That's how I did. Yes. My order. Yeah. Yeah. That's how I did it. Okay, cool. Let's just do that then. Uh, American League East. All right. Okay. Who's going first? <laughs> who? <laughs> uh, who do you I have in fifth? Who do you have in fifth? I wonder who's going to be last in the AL yeah. East. <laughs> who do you have? I have um, uh, the Orioles. I have the Orioles too. <laughs> no way. Yeah. All right. Uh, now that was where it might be different. Yeah. Well, why do you think the Orioles are going to be in last? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just look up and down in that lineup. <laughs> I'm just not feeling it. <laughs> it's just a feeling. It's, it's just, just a feel, feeling. you know. <laughs> it doesn't give me that real feel. Of, you know what? This is a 91 team. Yeah, for some reason I just don't see them increasing their win total by like 35. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I look at that rotation. Sure, John Means. Yeah. All right. <laughs> then you go, go from there. Oh, Jordan Lyles. They have Tyler Wells at starting pitcher three now? Oh, sick. <laughs> Great. After right. that, they traded two of their bullpen pitchers, so they moved another per- member of their bullpen to the rotation. That makes sense. <laughs> Bruce Zimmerman, Keegan Aiken. Uh, I mean, I don't know. I feel like there isn't much of an explanation. Yeah, there's needed. not an explanation. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, um, 
you can you can go four through one now. Okay, my four through one. In fourth place, I have the Boston Red Sox. Hmm. Yeah. Um, I have a lot of questions about the rotation. I think the bullpen, you know, there's some potential, but I think it also can be very shaky. You know, Matt Barnes struggled a lot uh, in the second half of last year. His velocity has been concerning in spring training. Uh, Garrett Whitlock, I think, can take on the closer role, but I know that they do also want to try to stretch him into the rotation. Um, A lot of guys, I'm worried about walks in a lot of people. Ryan Brazier, Hirokazu Sawamura, Jake Diekman. Um, You know, I'm worried about their walk rates. I think the only person that, I mean, I don't really know if there's another person that I'm not worried about with walks in that bullpen, honestly. Right, right. Um, Except for like maybe Matt Barnes, but he got hit very hard. Yeah. Um, and very, then the rotation, very up you know, and down. Chris Sale. Like I don't, I still am not convinced that he's fully back with mm-hmm. what he did after Tommy John. You know, there were flashes of potential there. You know, the strikeouts were pretty good. The walks were not bad, but he gave up a lot of home runs and he gave up a lot of hard contact. Um, Nathan Ivaldi, I think, will be an ace, and I think he's going to have a very good last year. Um, I think there's a lot riding on this first few months of the season for the Red Sox because Xander Bogarts could be a free agent after this season. He's probably going to be a free agent after this season. J.D. Martinez is a free agent. Nathan Ivaldi is a free agent. Kike Hernandez is a free agent. If they're out of the race, the division race, or even the playoff race come July, who says they don't sell? Right, right. With the like, with they the have Red a lot. They have a lot of good teams in their division that they're going to have to keep pace with. If they don't think that they can do that, especially with all three of those other teams probably buying at the deadline, they have pieces they can sell off. And yeah. I think that, as crazy as it sounds, it's possible. It might be a long shot, but it's possible. Right, right. And I think it. I think that might be a matter of what ownership might want because I feel like mm-hmm. Heim Bloom is going to be less shy to do that than potentially yes ownership at, at the mm-hmm. deadline because it's I don't think they'd necessarily be worried about financial stuff like in terms of like luxury tax and no no because they're under it point. now yeah um so you have Red Sox at number four yeah at number three I have the New York Yankees mm-hmm. um I think that offense doesn't get enough credit Right. Really yeah. Uh, they were one of the unluckiest teams in baseball in all of last year, um, based on differences between batting average and expected batting average, slugging, x slugging, woba, x woba. Uh, they were on the short end of the stick more often than not, uh, and certainly more than any other team. Uh, Rizzo, Judge, Gallo, Stanton, Donaldson, top five is hilarious. Yeah. Each of them could probably hit twenty-five to fifty home runs. Yeah. Yeah. Um. And as far as rotation goes, you know, Garrett Cole is going to be Garrett Cole. I think Jordan Montgomery could take a step up um, this year. Luis Severino is a wild card. Jamison Tyon had some very good uh, peripherals last year. Nestor Cortez uh, surprised them as well. They also have some younger guys, Clark Schmidt, Debbie Garcia. Debbie Garcia threw a lot harder in spring this year, and their bullpen's very good. I know that Chapman struggled for a point in last year, but I still think he'll be fine. Jonathan Loizaga is easily a top 10 reliever in baseball you could probably even argue top five I think he's the best reliever in that pen and I would argue he should be the closer but I don't think they would take that away from Chapman also right. Clay Holmes like you mentioned Chad Green Wandy Peralta uh, Luis Hill Louis, Lucas Litke I think there are so many good names in that bullpen that don't get enough credit uh, and for that reason I have them finishing third right and in second place I have the defending two-time defending AL East champion Tampa Bay Rays um, 
I'm not sure how I feel about the rotation. I think their flaws were really exposed in the postseason by the Red Sox. And going in, you know, Shane McClanahan, you know, is a guy that is a breakout candidate, which is good. But if that's your ace, I don't know how confident I can say that you're going to be winning the division. Uh, as far as the bullpen, which is really the pitching staff for this team, um, you know, I to me, it just doesn't seem as strong as it did in years past. Like, they're, you know, sure... Andrew Kittredge had an awesome year. J.P. Fireisen is one of the top relievers. He walked a lot of guys last year, especially on the Rays. Uh, J.T. Chajois, uh didn't exactly replicate his Mariners' success on the Rays. I think there's one real bullpen breakout candidate, and that's Brooks Raley, who came from Houston. He had very good peripherals but bad results. Uh, they have Slider King, Matt Whistler. Uh, yep. And then from there on, it's Ryan Thompson, Jeffrey Springs, Jason Adam, Jalen Beeks, Josh Fleming. Uh, I feel like it's been better in years past. That's not to say that it can't be good. I think, like I said, I still think they're a second-place team and probably a playoff team as well. Yep. Um, but I, do, I don't know how I feel. I think like I think the Rays are a little more top-heavy than usual. On the other side, they have Wander Franco for a full year. That dude is going to be electric. Um, they have, another, I think, Randy Rosarena is going to break out more. I think Austin Meadows is going to get more playing time and therefore is going to have more success. Um, I think there's a, there's a lot of star power on this team as well, alternatively to the weaknesses. And then at the top of the division, I have the Toronto Blue Jays. I have the AL East banner flying north of the border this year. This is the most complete team in this division, I think. The lineup is what, if possibly the best in the AL, maybe the best in the league. Um, you look up and down, every single thing is great. George Springer, if he stays healthy, great. Vladimir Guerrero Jr., great. Teoscar Hernandez, great hitter. Bo Bichette, great. Alejandro Kirk is a DH, underrated. I think if they platoon him right, uh, they can get a lot of results out of him. Lourdes Gurriel Jr., pretty good. Matt Chapman, good offensively, great defensively. Kevin Biggio, they haven't exactly seen the production that they want out of him, but I think it could be there. Danny Jansen had a great finish last season. Also, Santiago Espinal uh, on the bench. That's a guy who had a pretty good season that a lot of people didn't realize. Right. And then in that rotation, you have Jose Barrios, Kevin Gosman, Hyunjin Ryu, Alec Manoa, Yusei Kakuchi. Those are all guys that can get a lot of innings for that team, Right. Uh, which I think is very exciting because normally, like in most rotations, the five starter is projected maybe like 110 innings or something like that, and you kind of have to fill in from there. According to Fangraphs, out of those five, the one who's projected the least amount of innings is Manoa with 141, hmm. which yeah. is good. And then you look yeah. up and down the bullpen. Uh, Jordan Romano is a great closer. Yimmy Garcia has had a lot of success in the last couple seasons. Tim Meza has one of the best strikeout-to-walk ratios. Adam Simber and Trevor Richards were great in Toronto last year. Julian Merriweather was awesome when he was healthy, which was a very small point of the season. This is a team that has greatness everywhere right now. They also have uh, Gabriel Moreno, a catching prospect that's top 10 in the majors, who could come up this season. There's a lot of potential on this Blue Jays team, and I have them winning the AL East. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Very, uh, very good explanations of uh, of the standings there. My uh, fifth place American League East team, as I said before, will be the Baltimore Orioles, mm-hmm. which uh, I know is a very hot take. Um, you know, I just don't see uh, Jordan Lyles taking that step up and and being the addition they want him to be. 
Uh, but yeah, in, in all seriousness, you know, they, uh, they won what 52 games last year. Um, they'll probably do a little better with, uh, you know, Adley Rutschman developing some other guys like Mount Castle and Austin Hayes developing. And, uh, you know, maybe Cedric Mullins will have a, a similar year as he did last year. And, uh, I don't know, maybe they'll see some time from Grayson Rodriguez, uh, the number six prospect in baseball, but I know Fangraphs has him estimated time or his, his estimated time of arrival is 2023 which makes sense because you know he's only 22 and i think the orioles are going to want more control of him uh in fourth place uh to differ i have the yankees um and i will say i think the yankees have a better roster than the red Sox. however i do think they will uh finish lower um because with the Red Sox, I like, uh, you know, I love having Alex Cora at the helm. You know, Aaron Boone hasn't really been effective, and it's surprising that he still has a job there. Um, and also, I think with the Yankees, um, you know, last year they had two full healthy seasons from uh, Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton. And I don't know if I can necessarily rely on that um, being a thing. You know, I'm not saying that they're, you know, it's going to be like, you know, Stanton's only going to play 18 games like he did, you know, a few years ago or whatever. But, you know, I can't really bank on both of them being healthy for the whole season like they were last year. Um, I do like, uh, I think Joey Gallo is going to be better for them than a lot of people are thinking about. Um, so I like that. But I think also they're a, kind of an older team as well. You know, some of their uh, premier guys like, like, you know, Stanton, Chapman, um, even like uh, Chad Green, Josh Donaldson, uh, they're all kind of uh, on the on the uh, wrong side of their career and, you know, wrong trend of their career. So I think there's that. And I think they I think they just need a management change. And I see the Red Sox making like better, smaller moves at the deadline than potentially the Yankees. So that transitions to. My third place team in the American League East, the Boston Red Sox, who I have as the sixth seed in the American League playoffs. Um, you know, I do, you know, this is a downgrade. They did finish second last year, or tied for second last year. Uh, they did downgrade in um, in roster. Uh, you know, I, I think the Eduardo Rodriguez, um, Eduardo Rodriguez going to another team, uh, that's going to affect them poorly because, I mean, you know, last year, especially towards the end of the year, you had Avaldi, Sale, Rodriguez. Um, yeah, Avaldi, Sale, Rodriguez, and now, oh, starting the year, you only have Avaldi of that group. Um, so that's not great. Their bullpen. Um, I think there were. I think also there were some career years from the Red Sox that you know maybe they're going to take some step some steps back. Um, but I do see them being. A third place team, you know, upper 80s in, in win in the win column, you know, maybe between like uh, 86 and 89 wins next uh, in in 2022. So I see uh, I see the Red Sox in third place. Rays uh, are going to be my second place team, and uh, kind of similar to similar to your thinking. Just to add to, you know, they they uh, lost a little bit. Um, you know, they're not going to have Tyler Glass now this year at all um, compared to, you know, they had him for about half the season last year. So they're not going to have him at all. Their rotation depth is not great. 
But uh, with Kevin Cash, you're just going to find out ways to win, which is why I have them ahead of the Red Sox and, you know, things like that. And, uh, you know, a full year of Wander Wander Franco, uh, you'd love to see that as well. And, you know, they just figure out to win, figure out ways to win games. Part of me was tempted to have, like, maybe the Red Sox or Yankees ahead of them. But I don't know. They're just going to they're just going to figure it out. I don't know how, but they will. And then in first place, I have the Blue Jays. Uh, like you said, most com- most complete team, and I think at the deadline they're probably going to make some moves to uh, improve their bullpen as well because their bullpen is probably the weakest. Not not that it's weak, but it's probably the weakest out of like bullpen starting pitching and lineup. And uh, you know, I know you know despite the loss of like Marcus Simeon, losses of Marcus Simeon and Robbie Ray. They got Kevin Gossman, which is basically the same production as Robbie Ray and probably more reliable to maybe have a more successful season because we've seen we saw that success in 2020 as well. And then um, with Marcus Simeon, you didn't get a second baseman, but you got Matt Chapman to play third. And I think Kevin Biggio is going to uh, take another he's going to he's going to bounce back from where he was last year. And uh, I yeah, I see that going well. A full year of Jose Barrios is going to be nice as well. And uh, I forget, I, th- I think in, the, in like the last two months also, the Blue Jays had like the second best record in the American mm-hmm. League. And uh, that was when they had, and yeah, full year of Springer as well. That's when they had like Springer more consistently in the lineup. That's when they had Barrios. That's when they... I think they were developing a lot of team chemistry as well, you know, fighting for a playoff spot. So I see that continuing, uh, being really good. And I see, you know, them winning the American league East. And also a, a fun, a fun thing is, uh, I don't know if it's fun or not, but like the idea that, uh, you know, they're in Canada. Yeah. Uh, unvaccinated players yes. are not going to be allowed That's to play. That's a huge advantage for them a, on a game-by-game basis. It's a it's a home field advantage like we've never seen before. So, uh, so there's that. Uh, that can play to their advantage as well. All right. So, in the AL East, I have Blue Jays, Rays, Red Sox, Yankees, Orioles. Now on to the American League Central, where uh, I have the Royals in last place. Um, I I think I think they went. 74 and 88 last year and i think their pythagorean win-loss record was Mm -hmm. like a good amount worse um i think uh i don't know if it's necessarily that they're not going to be as good as or not going to i don't know if it's necessarily that they're going to be worse than they were last year i just think there were some upgrades that some other teams in the central made um where they're not going to be able to keep up um, you know, you got to be excited about uh, some the, a full season of Bobby Witt yes. Jr. Full rookie season of that. Uh, MJ Melendez and Nick Prado are Nick Prado are also going to be coming up, and uh, and you know, it's just you know their pitching staff is pretty rank right now, and uh, you know their lineup needs some uh, developing as well. So you know, I don't think they'll be like fighting for a number one pick, but they'll probably have like seventy wins or something like that. Mm. In uh, fourth place, I have the Cleveland Guardians, um, who, uh, you know, they did nothing to improve their team over the offseason, and I think they were, like, particularly bad from, like, June on last year. I don't have the exact statistics, but... I can look it up. 
but yeah, there's something there was some like date because at some at one point, like halfway through the season, they were like seven games above five hundred. Mm-hmm. They did lose a lot of guys to injury, specifically on the pitching staff. Yeah, they did. Shane Bieber, the headliner of that. Um, but uh, I think, and it's it's not a thing where I think the Guardians are necessarily gonna do a, a lot worse. But I just see the improvements that the improvements and the development of other teams uh, being ahead of them, like get, getting themselves ahead of them. Um, but I also wouldn't be surprised if the Guardians were even like second place because, I mean, mm-hmm. is Terry Francona going to be managing the whole year? Uh, that is an excellent question. Yeah. I could not tell you right now. You know, they're in, they're in solid hands with him. They'll be in solid hands if um, Shane Bieber is able to uh, pitch the whole year. But, uh, I mean, outside of him and maybe Cal Quantrill and maybe Aaron Savale, I don't love the rotation, um, and I don't love the lineup. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is Terry Francona is still – sorry to interrupt you, but he is still managing. Uh, he's officially managed longer in Cleveland than he did in Boston. That's crazy. That is crazy. That Appar- is- apparently with this year, he will have now – yeah. Yeah, the uh, – but yeah, with the Guardians, like uh, I, you know, I love Jose Ramirez. He's one of the best players in baseball. But you know, outside of him in that lineup, you know, their outfield's always been a mess. Fran Reyes should be doing good, but um, you know, outside of him, I don't see a lot of bright, you know, necessarily bright spots uh, mm-hmm. with with the team. And uh, I think they they might they might kind of know that. And then in third place, uh, I have the Tigers, who, you know, they uh, they made some significant improvements last, and also from May eighth on last year went sixty eight and sixty one. Um, that was very good. Uh, I think they saw a lot of development from a lot of their young guys, like uh, Casey Mize, and uh, Tark Scooball, and even like Akil Badu, who kind of came out of nowhere. Um, and then they just recently added. Um, Eduardo Rodriguez and Javier Baez. I think those additions are going to be very, very good too. Um, however, I do have them remaining in third place. Um, not necessarily because, uh, not necessarily because they're going to have like 77 wins like they did last year. But uh, I think the Twins are going to have a bounce back season to a relative degree. Maybe not a playoff team, but to a relative degree, I think the Twins are going to bounce back and I think you know Casey Mize ERA wise like like uh like last year Casey Mize I think had a FIP over five you know I don't think he's gonna be able to prevent runs at the same rate he did last year um and uh I think maybe there were some guys who had some really good years who might you know take a bit of a step back because that was kind of them at their best um and then at number two uh in the AL Central I have the Minnesota Twins, um, you know, added Carlos Correa, but that's not all the reason why I'm going to have them in uh, in second place. Now, I don't love, I don't really like their rotation at all. I mean, really, they, I like Sonny Gray, and uh, I think Bailey Ober has potential. But outside of him, what about Joe Ryan, their opening day starter? Joe Ryan, yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I, I haven't really looked at his numbers. He's starting on opening day. Um, he he got traded for Nelson Cruz last season. Yeah, Joe Ryan. Well, he's he 
came out of the Rays system. Yes. Oh, 10.1 strikeouts per nine and 1.7 walks per nine. All right, so maybe I'm a little more optimistic about their rotation with Joe Ryan coming out of the Rays system. Um, but, yeah, I, I guess I just didn't look uh, too deep in the, into there. But I also really like their lineup with, you know, just – going around the diamond, you know, you got Miguel Sano, Luis Arias, um, Jorge Polanco, Carlos Correa. Um, a possible full year of Byron Buxton. Yeah, possible full year of Byron Buxton. Gio Rochella, I think, might bounce back a little bit. Gary Sanchez now. Um, Max Kepler and Alex Kirilov, we both are predicting he's going to he's gonna have a much better year uh, than he did last year. Um so yeah, I, I like the I like the Twins to uh, finish above 500 this year and finish second in the American League Central. And in first place, I have the White Sox, who will be grabbing the second seed in my American League playoffs. Um, and by the way, I don't think I mentioned I have the Rays in the fourth seed and the Blue Jays in the first seed. Okay, I did not mention mine either. Um, I'll save it. So, White Sox, man, there is some traffic going on <laughs> near Abbey Appleton Hall. Yep. Um, so, uh, in first place, I have, the, I have the White Sox. They went 93 and 69 last year, despite some injuries with Eloy Jimenez and Luis Robert. Luis Robert taking them out for basically half the year. Did you see that Lynn's hurt? Um, yeah, Lance. I did see that Lance Lynn is hurt, and he's going to be out for like four weeks or so. Mm-hmm. Um, they did lose uh, Carlos Rodon and uh, Craig Kimbrell now, but you know added Joe Kelly. Kendall Graveman, and I guess they did lose a uh, Garrett Crochet, but um, you know I think you, we will see maybe Michael Kopech have a bigger role, um, and I like what they have with Giolito and Cease even without Lynn for however much time, and uh, the lineup of course is great, especially with AJ Pollock now being added, um, and yeah I mean we are we have been a little concerned about. Um, their performance against good teams, but in terms of them winning the central, um, I don't know if it'll be too, uh, too much of an obstacle for them to, you know, win the central. All right. What is your American league central? Uh, we have the exact same standings. Spoiler alert. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I also have Royals, guardians, tigers, twins, and guardians or not guardians, white Sox. I don't know why I said guardians twice. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you kind of said everything. I won't repeat too much. Uh, as far as the Royals, just just watch Bobby Wood Jr., man. Yeah. <laughs> just watch that guy. That's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, also, watch for MJ, MJ Melendez and Nick Prado when they get brought up. Right. Uh, which will probably be later in the season. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, the pitching staff is very uninspiring. I don't think they, they, did, they did add Zach Greinke, but yeah. he's not Zach Greinke anymore. I actually just looked this up. His strikeout rate last season was the lowest it's been since 2005. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah. Like, Jermaine Dye was the World Series MVP the last time he had the strikeout rate that low. Yes. <laughs> um, so that's, I mean, you kind of said everything. The Guardians, um, I think, I, I don't know if they're going to trade Jose Ramirez yet. I think they save it for the offseason for whatever reason. Yeah. Because he still has two years left. Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think their lineup is okay at best. 
I think there's a little bit of potential there, but I think there's just a lot of guys that might have good batting averages but won't really slug. Miles Straw, Ahmed Rosario, Andres Jimenez. Um, right. But they do have Quan Soto, so that's pretty cool. Quan Soto. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have to shout out Foolish Baseball for that one because he said it first. <laughs> um, yeah, they do have Stephen Kwan, who is going to who is going to hit 80 home runs this season uh, and also yeah. 50 doubles. <laughs> but I still think they're going to finish fourth. Um, the Detroit Tigers, I probably would have put them second if the Twins didn't get Carlos Correa. Right. Um, but I think they have a very good lineup. They have Spencer Torkelson on the opening day roster, which is very exciting. Um, you know that the CBA did actually seem to prevent service time manipulation, except for the Pirates, of course. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Torkelson's on the big league club? Yeah. There was a That's video. Nice. Apparently there was like a video where Miguel Cabrera, uh, well, he it, the video wasn't him doing it, but it was Torkelson talking about like Miguel Cabrera like gave him a glove and was like, it's yours now. Like, this is your role now. Wow. Which is really cool. That's, that, that is, that's a legendary moment. If yeah. I'm, if I'm being honest. Yes. Um, but yeah, like there's a lot of guys that are on the opening day rosters. Hunter Green for the Reds, Spencer Torkelson for the Tigers, Bobby Wood Jr. for the Tigers. The Mariners just announced that J-Rod's coming. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't expect that from like, the Mariners. Service time manipulation, actually. Well, they're competing, so it makes sense. Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, the but whole sir, with but the uh, like, it does Kevin seem like, thing. <laughs> well, he's gone now. He's uh, gone. <laughs> but yeah, service time manipulation does seem to be not as present this year. Yeah, Except you can't stop Bob Nutting. You can't do it. Yeah, yeah, he'll <laughs> he will service time manipulate anybody. Yeah, doesn't matter if it's a major league ready shortstop <laughs> <laughs> who hit who hit the hardest ball. A pirate has ever hit. Yes. Stack, stack <laughs> and by the way, he played two games. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, the Tigers, um, I think their pitching staff is going to take a lot of steps forward this year. Uh, Erod having that presence at the top of the lineup is at the top of the rotation is going to be great. Uh, My Scooble and Manning are all going to have Tucker Barnhart catching, who is a much better defensive catcher than anyone they've had in the past. Mm. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of improvement there. Um, I think they're going to be an interesting team to watch, and I have them finishing third. The Minnesota Twins, uh, I think their rotation has a lot of potential that a lot of people aren't talking about. Joe Ryan, Bailey Ober, I, I've mentioned. Sonny Gray, his home road splits uh, were are definitely favor him going into a new ballpark. Uh, Dylan Bundy and Chris Archer, I think, can be interesting because they've shown signs of success in the recent past. Uh, not that I think they're going to be like total studs but i think they right. could be serviceable as four and five guys in that rotation i think they have some underrated names in the bullpen uh obviously everyone knows taylor rogers at this point but tyler duffy jorge alcala caleb thelbar you know they've produced pretty well for them in the past and then obviously there's that lineup and then in first place i have the chicago white Sox. this is another complete team uh even with the injuries to lance lynn and also uh garrett crochet getting Tommy John surgery. This is a very good team up and down. There's really not much else to be said. Um, I think it's just going to be interesting to watch what they can do against the good teams. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for reference on uh, when I was talking about the twins being bad after a certain points, after a certain point, and I will preface this by saying, I think this was around the time when Shane Bieber got injured. And uh, also I think Savale and Zach, please Zach, yeah, Zach, dude, they had Zach Eli Gleason. Morgan starting games for them. Yeah. J.C. Mejia. 
But after uh, June 24, they were 39 and 51 for the third worst uh, wow. record in the American League. Wow. And uh, yeah, that was last in the American League Central. Um, but yeah, like you know, injuries had to do with that. But yeah, they weren't they were not trending in the right direction to uh, end the 2021 season. But on to the American League West. Mm-hmm. Uh, who do you have? Um, <laughs> it is it is a uh, quite the race for last. I, I think I think uh, a the particular, AL West. Yeah, yeah, I think the. A recent trade might have uh, shifted the odds a little bit. I think it was even before that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, oh, I'm going first this time. Yeah, in fifth place, I have the Oakland A's. Uh, Chris, I'm going to put you on the spot. Name 10 A's players right now. <laughs> I saw a foolish uh, baseball tweet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so you got Sean Murphy, um, Seth Brown, I remember from your tweet. Yep. But I th- this is partly cheating because I looked at your tweet. Okay. Uh, and then, yeah, Jed Lowry, Lou Trevino, uh, <clears throat> who else is in that, who else is still in that bullpen? Um, well, you got Frankie Montas still, uh, he's, he's in there, James Caprillion, um, and, uh, you know, there's, uh, is Ramon Laureano still on the team? Yes, he is. Awesome. Love to see that. Um, well, maybe not for him, but <laughs> if you're an A's fan, uh, and then, um, uh, is Elvis Andrews still on the team? Yes, wow, interesting. Um, how how many is that? Six. That's eight. You eight? have two more. Oh, great. Um, who else did we see in that pitch for that team? Hmm. Um, there was Lou Trevino. He was saving the games. Uh, Petit's still a free agent, I think. He's not on the team. Yeah. Um, Romo's gone um uh i'm trying to think of who they added oh christian pache christian pache um so there's nine and then uh who's playing who's playing like second base oh tony kemp yeah that's 10 uh you forgot steven vote you forgot steven piscotti you forgot Chad Pinder. Uh, how, how could I forget Chad Cole, Pinder? Cole Irvin. <laughs> Most importantly, you forgot AJ Puck. Oh yeah, yeah <laughs> you forgot my player to watch. Um, <laughs> there was really no explanation. Um, the A's, they kind of crashed and burned last August and September after adding Starling Marte, and uh, they went through the big fire sale. They traded si- or they lost six big players, whether that was in free agency or through trade. Yeah. Um, it's just a very uninspiring team up and down. Frankie Montas is probably out the door this year. Sean Murphy might be out the door this year. Um, yeah, there's no real reason to believe in this team. The Texas Rangers, alternatively, are going to finish fourth, um, yep. in my opinion. You know, they obviously made two major additions to their team, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager. Um, I think they, you know, I think the pitching staff is still meh. John Gray is all right. Martin Perez is the two. I know a lot of people are going to laugh at that, but he had some very good home road splits uh, away from Fenway last year. Interesting. Um, So that's good. I mean, I think that, you know, there is still a lot to be uh, uninspired by. You know, the rotation just as a whole is John Gray, Martin Perez, Dane Dunning, Taylor Hurd, Spencer Howard. 
Um, some of those guys have potentials to take steps up, but I don't think it's enough right now. Wait, Matt Bush is back on the team? <laughs> what? Wow. Watch out, Jose. Watch out, Jose <laughs> No way. He's a non-roster invite, but they have him as the closer behind Joe Barlow. Isn't he like 04, number one overall yeah. pick? Yeah. <laughs> He's 36 years old. He has three and a half years of service time. <laughs> yeah. Did he, I didn't even know they got him back. I don't even know he was still in the system. It says the, they acquired him in 2015 still. <laughs> yeah, did he okay, just... so the first place team is the Rangers uh, with <laughs> Matt Bush as the setup man. Um, He's going to have 12 wins above, wins above replacement as a reliever. Yes. Um, yeah. uh, my third place team in the division is the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Um, I know a lot of people want to see better than third, but I have third because... Yeah, I don't know. It's the Angels. Yeah, they have Otani. They have Trout. They have Rendon. Uh, the pitching staff, I think, still leaves some questions. You know, Patrick Sandoval, if he can stay healthy. Noah Syndergaard, if he can stay healthy. Jose Suarez, if he can put it together. Reed Detmers, if he can develop at the age of 22. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I'm two still... Two years after being drafted. Yeah, I don't know. I'm still kind of uninspired. I think the bullpen is very underrated. Like, yeah, Rysel Iglesias is a top-five reliever in baseball, probably. Yeah. They have Ryan Tapera, Aaron Loop, Archie Bradley, Mike Mayers. That's a it's a much better bullpen than a lot of people realize and the lineup's pretty good, especially if they can get development from Brandon Marsh and Joe Adele. But like, I don't know. I've under I've overestimated the Angels too much to put them in the playoffs at this point. Right, right. Uh in second, I have the Houston Astros. Mm. Uh yeah, I think there's going to be a shift in power this year. The lineup is still very good, even without Correa, Altuve, Brantley, Bregman, Alvarez, Tucker, Guriel. I mean, Jeremy Pena has potential. You know, there are a lot of great bats there. Um, the rotation is a question mark. You know, Framber Valdez, he is the master of ground balls, but he does walk a lot of people. Um, Justin Verlander, you know, we have to see how he's going to come back from Tommy John. Um their Fangraphs is projecting a down year from Luis Garcia, Jake Odorizzi. I don't know how much work he can really handle. And the bullpen, I don't know. I mean, Ryan Presley's great, but over the course of 162, I don't know how confident I feel in guys like Ryan Stanek, Hector Neris, Phil Maton. Um, I'm just not sure how to feel about this team. Also, Lance McCullers Jr. is currently hurt. I don't know. Let's see what the report is on him real quick. Um, will not be ready for opening day. Okay, so he'll probably be there, but he also did lead all uh, qualified starters in walk rate last year. Um, you know, it's still a very good team, um, but I am going to... Uh, I don't have them winning the division this year. I have the Seattle Mariners winning the division and breaking the uh, the long, two-decade-long playoff drought. Uh, I love the additions that this team made. Jesse Winker, Eugenio Suarez, even Adam Frazier. That really boosts up the offense, which was by far their biggest flaw last year. Um, in the rotation, they made some big additions. Robbie Ray, obviously, is the big one. I think Marco Gonzalez is going to have a comeback season. Maybe it won't be 2020, but I think it'll be a, a easy middle ground between those two years. Chris Flex and Logan Gilbert, I think they're both going to take steps forward. And then Matt Brash is going to be in that rotation, yeah. which is exciting. It's yeah. exciting for us. And the bullpen is pretty solid. Juice Steckenrider, Paul Seawall, Diego Castillo. Um, 
Eric Swanson, guys that performed well last year. I think this team is, they have a lot of potential. Um, this is not the first time that they've had a really good potential team coming into a season, but I think this one has the biggest chance of being legit. Uh, Julio Rodriguez and Jared Kelenic are both going to be in the lineup, which is exciting. Uh, these are my AL West champions. Yeah, and uh, for reference, Matt Brash uh, was on our show when it was a radio show. Yes, we were in that room it was across the way. Probably like maybe the 25th episode. It's not on mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts or Spotify. If you want, it's on uh, Paris. It's on, it's on my Twitter. <laughs> if you want to scroll back to my tweets in February 2020, it's on Periscope somewhere. Yeah, it is. If I'm pretty sure. Periscope is like shut down now. Like you oh, can't that's unfortunate. Per- you can't periscope anymore. You might be able to watch other old periscopes, but yeah, I think I think that trend went down the uh, the wazoo. <laughs> um, but yeah, Matt Brash, yeah, cool guy, very nice guy. He was cool to us. Yes, gave good gave good answers and stuff. Um, all right, my American League West. I agree that the Athletics are going to be last place. Um, yeah, I mean they lost basically. Uh, every reason they lost every all the players that made them good <laughs> basically to put it in layman's terms um and yeah and everyone else who's semi good is probably also leaving like Frankie Montas although i did say Sean Murphy's sticking around but i don't think he's going to carry them to fourth place uh alone like you just look at that lineup and now the rotation and it's it's not it's it's just you can't you can't deal with that um rangers i have in fourth as well um you know simeon and seeger is definitely going to improve them john gray is going to improve them um and they're just generally like the roster improved and they have a lot of guys on the team that are also developing uh you know like nate Lowe, your player to watch um and there's some you know nick solak is a guy who's also developing uh adelise garcia like you know he i I'm not exactly sure on him, but I think there's a good amount of potential with him. Like he has, um, you know, he has, he has the power, he has speed, he has good defense. And uh, I think he'll make some improvements. Um, and yeah, I think they'll develop and I think they will be fourth place, probably like win total in the low seventies. Maybe, mm-hmm. um, they were 60 and hundred two last year. So maybe a, maybe a 10 win jump for them. And then in third place, I also have the Los Angeles Angels. Um, yeah, I mean, they did, they finished in fourth place last year. And the only reason I really have them upgrading is because of how much the A's downgraded. Yeah. Uh, you know, they didn't, they didn't really add much. I guess maybe Mike Trout will be kind of an addition this year. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like uh, that rotation, there's uh, a bit to be desired. I, you know, you, you – uh, you said the word like if like five times when it came to that rotation. Yes. It's a lot of what ifs, and uh, you know that's not very promising. And you know I don't think that's going to make them uh, a second place team. They went se- they were eight games below uh, five hundred last year, and um, you know it'll probably be somewhat similar, maybe around five hundred for them. Um, and a third place finish is my prediction. In second place. Um, so I have I have the Mariners breaking the drought, but I have them breaking it as a wild card team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be my fifth seed in the American League playoffs. Um, 
and uh, you know, I definitely love the improvements that uh, that they made um, with Robbie Ray. You just, just you just can't give Jerry Depoto the credit. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh yeah, well you know Robbie Ray, uh, of course, is going to be a great addition. It was very necessary to that team. They were kind of lacking the like solid number one ace. They had, you know, all credit to you know Marco Gonzalez and like Chris Flexen, but those are guys who are happy to have as like a number two, number three guy. Um, so getting Robbie Ray was uh, was pretty good for them. Also getting Jesse Winker. And, you know, Eugenio Suarez, along with, um, I, I might be missing another addition, but, uh, you know, they had some very good additions. Um, and I don't know, maybe I'm buying too much into the run differential bandwagon because um, they did have a negative 51 run differential last year. Um, I think they're, like, you know, there's there's some there are some holes on the team, even though this is probably the best, the most confident in a Mariners team I've been in a very long time. Uh, you know, there's still some places where you can, you know, improve like, you know, the lineup, even with Winker and Suarez, it'll probably be a, a somewhat average lineup. And with their, you know, rotation, you have what Ray, uh, you have Ray Gonzalez, Flexen, Gilbert, um, you know, it's 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 solid, but I don't think it's a division-winning roster. And, uh, you know, I think some of it also might depend on the bullpen because the bullpen was probably a lot of the reason why they were able to win games. And, uh, you know, they gave up. And they gave up some of that last year, unfortunately for them. Um, but, uh, yeah, we'll see, we'll see about that. But I have them as a fifth seed in second place in the American League West. And uh, in first place... I have the Astros. I almost forgot about how good that lineup was. Like they what? They, I think they led it the league in OPS uh, in all of Major League Baseball last year. So, you know, losing Correa, it you know they're probably not going to repeat that. But uh, you know, great yeah, great lineup, and they lost Correa, but they're basically adding Justin Verlander back. Um, you know, I I don't he's not going to be a Cy Young probably, but it'll be a pretty quality starter that's going to get maybe like four wins above replacement or something like that, which is pretty nice. Um, Lance McCullers, uh, you know, I think he'll be, he'll be pretty good. He's, I, I don't know if he's on the, if, if he's uh, on the roster right now or if he's on the IL. Um, I think you mentioned it earlier, kind of blanked on it, but uh, you know, Lance McCullers is there. Uh, Framber Valdez, um, I like. I think maybe, you know, he's a guy where it's an if, but if he cuts the walks down, he can be very, very, very effective. Um, and uh, who else from that rotation do I like? And then, yeah, uh, with the bullpen, I think they'll probably add to it uh, throughout the season, you know, with trades like they did last year. But, and, yeah, and I like their uh, I like their experience and um, – I like their manager with Dusty Baker. And uh, they have my third seed in the American League playoffs. So, yeah, I have in the AL West, um, I have the same as you, except I have Astros and Mariners yeah. flip-flopped. Um, should we go over, like, our overall playoff seedings for the AL, or should we save that for after we go over the NL? Um, we, yeah, we can do we can do that. Okay. Um, so, for me, my American League playoff seedings are 
Uh, Blue Jays, number one. White Sox, two. Astros, three. Um, Rays, four. Mariners, fifth. Red Sox, six. So I have Astros versus Red Sox and Rays versus Mariners. Okay. Uh, I have White Sox, number one. Yeah, White Sox, number one. Blue Jays, number two. Mariners, number three. Rays, number four. My bold prediction, Twins, number five. Mm-hmm. Astros, number six. Ah. So I have the Yankees and Red Sox both missing the playoffs. Wow. I have two teams coming out of each division. And then I have nice. uh, Rays versus Twins, Astros, Mariners. Rays versus Twins. Uh, yeah, Astros, Mar- Mariners. I had... I think I had Rays versus Twins. Um, yeah, last year. Last year in the uh, AL yeah. Wild Card round. <laughs> like I said, a lot of my takes were pretty bold. Yeah, yeah, Twins... Twins is a playoff team after uh, being in last place. Yeah, that can uh, that can that can alter. Yeah, that can be a, a bit of a hot take. Um, all right, now we head into the National League, where we will start off in the East, like we did with the American League, and I'll start with that. Um, in last place, I have the uh, Washington Nationals because, I mean, you saw them. I mean, you saw them last year, and then you saw them after the trade deadline last year. Uh, you know, it's it's not it's not very good. Uh, their rotation, I mean, how the mighty have fallen. I don't know. You know, I don't know where Steven Strasburg is. <laughs> is. Is he supposed to? Is he supposed to start the year? No. On the team? No, he's not. So he's gone like full Ellsbury so far. Mm-hmm. Um, very early into that contract. Uh, Par- Patrick Corbin is the opening day starter. Is the opening day starter, which is alarming, and uh, you know the the lineup outside of Juan Soto. Um, you know Josh Bell's good, and Nelson Cruz is good, and then it's a lot of what ifs, and it doesn't really make up for the rotation. So uh, yeah, I have them fifth. Uh, with the fourth, with fourth place, I have the Marlins. I was kind of tempted to have a hot take and have them third. Mm-hmm. ahead of a different team but uh in fifth pl- or in fourth place i have the miami marlins um which is where they were last year and um you know i guess it's I-, I think they will upgrade even though they won't upgrade in terms of standings um but also like the rest of that division upgraded pretty much but uh the the Marlins, like, I love that rotation, how young they are. They're going to be great for a good while, hopefully. Um, if And, I, you know, I imagine Kim Ng is going to uh, hold on to them. You know, they've already extended Sandy Alcantara. So, you know, they're going to be very good for, for a long time. You know, lineup is a bit weak. Uh, you, you do have to like the additions of, like, Avisil Garcia and even, like, Joey Wendell. Um, those were good additions, but you know, the, they had a team OPS plus of 82 last year, which is not great. You know, they need to develop and they need to get, um, they need to get some, you know, get, get some development down there. Although there was one player who I found yesterday who I wish was my, uh, player to watch, uh, okay. this year. Um, I forgot what his name was. Um, was it Lewis head? It was no, it was uh, Jesus Sanchez. Yes. Who, yeah, he had um, did very well in the minors last year, right? I think he did very well in the minors, and last year at the age of 23 had an 808 OPS, 14 home runs in 64 games, and yeah, I think he did 
I think what really stood out to me was the minor league stats. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, he had he had a 10.59 OPS in AAA. <laughs> you know what I want to do this year? What? At some random points throughout the season, I want to throw in some minor leaguers on how about that. That's you know what that that would be a nice curveball. Like I don't want to like I don't want to do it like where it's like oh uh, like this top fifteen prospect like I want it to be random people seemingly. Yeah, if 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 I you know if you uh, threw in a minor leaguer yeah when I was expecting a major league my knees would be buckling I'd be yeah I'm, I'm sitting down but my knees would buckle I'm like whoa yes. whoa okay I wanted to do it last year I never got around to it though. Um, but yeah, I didn't want to be like, "Oh, Bobby Witt Jr. is doing well in Triple A." Like that's <laughs> the, that's not fun at all. Yeah, the number two overall draft pick from 2019, Teen, who's also a top five prospect <laughs> right now, he's doing pretty well, believe it or not. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like, anyway, I mentioned that because one of the guys I looked into doing was Jesus Sanchez. Yeah, that's I like that. I like that. Um, I will definitely be doing that. Like when it's August, and I, and I'm like tempted to do another comeback special yeah it's exactly. like it's like, hey, it's no, like oh i could do my fifth reliever of the month <laughs> yeah it's like or i could do this guy who's uh yeah. the number 16 prospect in the <laughs> oriole system exactly um all right so i have the marlins in fourth and third place i have the mets uh just like last year they went 77 and 85 last year um, they did add Max Scherzer, Starling Marte, Marcana, um, uh, Eduardo Escobar, but they did lose, you know, Marcus Stroman, and I guess he didn't contribute last year, but like Noah Syndergaard. Um, I think Jacob Degrom is not going to pitch a whole lot this year, unfortunately. So this is that's a large part of the reason why I have them behind the Phillies and Braves. Um, so there's so there's that, um, and yeah, I. Like the lineup, the lineup's pretty good. They got some good names, but uh, you know the rotation outside of Scherzer and like uh, even like Bassett. Bassett, I think, might take a step back. You know, he's heading into his age thirty-four season. He kind of came out of the blue, so I don't know if I necessarily trust him to be like he was last year. Even if the peripherals were kind of good, um, so there's that. Um, and then what else? You have uh, I should go to their roster resource. You know they've got like uh, Taiwan Walker after that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's take a look at that rotation just to do- double check. Yeah, or Carrasco. You know you don't know what you're necessarily going to get from him, especially he's 35 right now. And then Tyler McGill is their number five starter. Not exactly sure about that. Um, and I don't think they're lineup is necessarily good enough to make up for that and then yeah you know Jacob DeGrom is going to be out and you know you kind of saw them suffer after DeGrom was out last year so I kind of expect some of the same in second place I have the Philadelphia Phillies um who uh I have making the playoffs for the first time since 2011 they're going to be in the they're going to be the sixth seed for me um I, I do like I really like that uh, that lineup, especially with Kyle Schwarber and Nick Castellanos. Um, you know, you have three extremely good outfield bats. You know, one of them is probably going to be a DH, but three extremely good outfield bats. Um, I think if they get Bryson Stott in there, 
he can make some good contributions. You know, hope maybe even over like Didi Gregorius. Uh, I think Alec Baum is gonna not do what he did last year. Um, Zach Wheeler, I think, will continue to dominate. Uh, Aaron Nola, I think, will be much better ERA wise. You know, he already had like a good FIP and expected ERA, but you know, run prevention wise, he will be he will be better because I think you know things will swing better for him. Uh, so yeah. And Zach Eflin is another pitcher I like who you highlighted as your player to watch, who uh, I think will, you know, maybe take a step up this year. Uh, Ranger Suarez you also have to like. Just randomly had this amazing year last year. I don't think, you know, he's not going to have a 1-3-6 ERA again. But, you know. Would be cool if he did, though. It would be pretty sick for the Phillies if he did that. Um, But, you know, I I could see him, you know, having a high twos, low threes ERA. Why not? Um, so yeah, I kind of like what this Phillies roster has. I think they're a little under the radar. I think the Mets got a lot, a lot of hype over the off season, but the Phillies did some things later in the off season that, um, that I, I, I really liked. I really liked who needs defense, who needs defense when you can just hit dingers. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, yeah, you got Kyle Schwarber and, uh, and Nick Castellanos. I like those moves. You gotta love Bryce Harper there too, and yeah, they're gonna be my second place in the National League East and my number six seed in the National League playoffs. And uh, finally, I have the Braves being um, what is it now? Is it would it be their fifth consecutive division title? Yes. Yeah, pretty wild. Um, yeah, I have them being back to back to back to back to back national league east champs getting my second seed in the national league playoffs um they you know won the division last year and they're upgrading you know i guess ronald acuna jr will be playing more games than he did last year uh i would imagine and you know i you know you have to love the additions of kenley jansen along with colin McHugh in that bullpen very good uh, you replaced Freddie Freeman with Matt Olson, who um, is going to have very similar production to Freddie Freeman, and uh, brought back Jorge Soler as well. And yeah, I think no, they didn't. Or no, uh, Eddie Rosario. They yeah. brought back Eddie Rosario. Uh, and you know, there's there's just a lot of talent on that roster. Brian Snicker seems to be very familiar and seems to do things the right way with that roster. And uh, and yeah, and. I didn't even mention the rotation. The rotation is very good as well with uh, Morton, Freed, uh, Anderson heading that. All very good pitchers. I expect good years out of uh, all three of them. So, yeah, that's why I have them as uh, as National League East champs. Again, who do, what is what do your standings look like? So my standings are uh, the same as yours again. Oh, wow. Yeah, we just agree on so much. Uh, <laughs> the Nationals are in fifth. Um I mean, Juan Soto's cool. He's he's, yeah. actually, he's actually really cool when you think about it. He um, he gets on base a, a good amount of times. Yeah, like a really good amount of times, actually. Um, the entire bottom four of this lineup, even five, like there's a lot of potential, but there's also not a lot of like there's a lot of potential for it to not be what you'd want it to be. Kiber Ruiz still developing. Lane Thomas is a sneaky underdog pick, but. You know, he's an underdog for a reason. Alcides Escobar, Mikel Franco, Victor Robles, 
not a ton of offense there. Decent amount of defense, but um, I just don't know how to feel about this Nationals lineup. The rotation, Patrick Corbin, Josiah Gray, Anibal Sanchez, Josh Rogers, Eric Fetty. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then there's the bullpen, which is a, a yikes. Oh, my God. I, fe- I didn't uh, even mention the bullpen. Kyle Finnegan is their closer. Yeah. Tanner Rainey. Steve Ciszek is still playing amazingly. He's with the Nationals. Sean Doolittle, Will Harris. Steve Ciszek deserves better than the Nationals. <laughs> Fun fact, I had a better. Uh, I had an F4 league draft last night, and I swear to God, we were in like the the reliever rounds, and someone was and someone was like Steve Ciszek available, and I was like on the free agent market probably. <laughs> Turns out he's not, but. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Uh, I did not know he was still playing. Good for him. Good for him. Uh, anyway, yeah. the Nationals probably going to be in last. The Marlins, I was also very tempted to put them above some other teams in the division. Um, I'm still, you know, I'm still kind of weary about the offense. I think the pitching staff and the bullpen are awesome. Um, I feel like there's just, I need to see more from the offense before I can be really more convinced on them. Right, Especially right. with the other teams in the division. I think if they were in like the NL Central, I could probably put them second or even, dare I say, first. Yeah. Uh, they're just in a division with a lot of strong teams. Uh, I'm not – you said you kind of said everything I wanted to say about that, so I'll leave that out. In third, I also have the Mets. Uh, I think the, DeG- the DeGrom injury really derails them a lot, especially since there isn't really a timetable. I feel like that's not really a good sign. Yeah. Like, anytime. Like, just think based on experiences. Anytime you hear, oh, there's no timetable, that probably doesn't mean, oh, he'll actually be back sooner than you yeah. think. <laughs> yes. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because um, yeah. that's also, like, public relations in that, like, if there is a timetable, the team wants to let you know, like, mm-hmm. no, everything's going to be good. It's, you exactly. Know, he's okay. It's, um, it's good. The pitching staff is all right. I mean, Serger at the head of, is obviously very good. Tyler McGill has potential. Carrasco and Walker, I'm not really sold on. Um, and Bassett's obviously very good, too. And the lineup is good as well. Um, but it's also the Mets. That's true. It's the Mets. They do. They are the New York Mets. Yeah. They do play at City Field. I know that's such a stupid explanation, but look at every preseason ranking since, like, 2017. <laughs> and it's like every single year it's like oh the Mets and I know that this year does seem different because this is probably the best offseason they've had in that time but I just I I need to see it I really need to see it right yeah I think that's really the best explanation I have is I just need to see it yeah when when you like this year like if I if I were to and I didn't but if I were to even just type like the the ranking like one or two Mets it would be like what, this doesn't compute properly. Yeah. This doesn't work. Like go back and look at their look at what they had on paper last season and tell your and then realize that that's a team that finished under 500. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like just look at the preseason last year and be like, "Wait, what?" Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, in second place, I have the Phillies. The Phillies are my sleeper team uh in the National League. I have them right. finishing second. Uh I love the offense and I also really like the starting rotation. Yeah. Um, I think Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, Kyle Gibson, Zach Eflin, Ranger Suarez is a really strong rotation, and it's probably stronger than most. Yeah, I forgot to mention Gibson. Like, yeah. You know, maybe maybe he won't be the same as last year, but it'll be like a decent at least five. Hundred percent, hundred ten percent. This lineup is awesome. Defense sucks, but yeah, we'll worry about that. We'll, we'll see. Well, I think the Phillies are going to be a fun example of how much defense really does matter, because aside from maybe the bullpen. 
definitely the bullpen. Uh, yeah. You know, everything seems to be clicking on all cylinders right now. Their offense is going to be really fun to watch. Their rotation is going to be good. Um, I hope Aaron Nola doesn't get babbipped again this year. Yeah, especially with uh, runners in scoring position. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of potential there. And then I have the Braves winning. I was very tempted to have the Phillies win in the division. Um, but I just couldn't bring myself to put them above this Braves team. Uh, oh, yeah. I mean, especially when you get Acuna back, top to bottom in the lineup is going to be threat after threat after threat. Every single in the person in that lineup can rake. And then you look at the rotation. You know, Max Freed, Charlie Morton at the top of it again. I think Hoskar Yanoa, Ian Anderson, Kyle Wright, Tucker Davidson, those are guys that can take steps forward. Um, perhaps Anderson's probably the most established of the, of the uh, four of them. Uh, but I still think there's more there. And then the bullpen just got significantly better with the additions of McHugh, Jansen, Yates when he comes back. They're going to have Sean Newcomb in the bullpen now um, instead of having him start, which I think might be better for him. Uh, I can't bring myself to not have this team win- winning the division. Yeah, I mean, they're they're too good. And also should be noted, like, you know, this is something I mentioned in the playoffs a lot uh, last year with the Braves was like, you know, it – them winning 88 games last year may not have looked good, but I know they finished the year 36 and 19, mm-hmm. <laughs> and that was without Ronald Acuna Jr., their yes. best player. Yes, it was. Um, so, yeah, I mean that's a that's a team where yeah they're they're like right up there with the you know like Dodgers and Giants for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the National League East, and uh, you know with the snake we'll go to. Right to the central, mm-hmm. where uh, <laughs> I mean, the central is like it. It was hard to rank the bottom three, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> it was. Um, it was tough. I have a. I have a change. I have a change in power this year. I have the Reds finishing last. Ah, oh, yeah. Nice. Uh, you know the Pirates have had a dynasty. Yeah. <laughs> running that basement for years now. I think since 2018, uh, they finished last every single year. Yeah, could even be before then. Actually, probably not. Is the fire alarm going off in this building right now? No. Well, or is that an Abbey? That's that's an Abbey. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah. No, there I think the go. Reds actually <laughs> finished last in 2019, but I have them returning to the basement uh, after having a dynasty there in the mid 2010s. Yeah. Yeah, but the Pirates have run it pretty recently. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot that I don't like, especially after the trades. Um, do you have you seen their rotation right now? The, the uh, Reds, Cincinnati Reds. Well, I know Castillo's uh, yeah. injured, and then so Castillo's injured. Uh, they have Tyler Molly starting on opening day. Makes sense. In game two, I swear to God, in this second game of the season, they have uh, Revere San Martin starting for them. I mean, that's a solid name. It's a solid name. I don't know if he can pitch, but no, uh, <laughs> they have him throwing fifty-five innings, and he's starting the second game of the season. Yeah, well, you know, maybe he'll be uh, yeah an, an opener. <laughs> they have Hunter Green, which is cool. They have Vladimir Gutierrez, which is eh. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Rookie of the Year votes. <laughs> yes, from Cincinnati writers. <laughs> um, yeah, this I just I can't say him. I think the lineup's okay-ish. Yeah, like, that's something nice it's I can say about them. Not the worst thing in the world. Yeah. yeah, Jonathan India, Tyler Naquin, Joey Votto, Tyler Stevenson, Mustakas, Fam. And they got some guys, but if, yeah. I mean it's okay-ish. Like they're a better lineup still. Yeah, but they didn't lose everybody. They didn't lose everyone. <laughs> they like even the... they gained Tommy Fam. Uh, Look at yeah. that. 
I think they're going to finish last. The Pittsburgh Pirates I have finishing fourth. I think they have a lot of names that are going to step up this year. Um, Daniel Vogelbach is on their team. That's true. I think maybe this is the year that he finds a home. I think uh, offensively he's very similar to Yoshi Satsugo, who was with Pittsburgh last year and had a lot of success there in a short time. Uh, he's back this year. Nice. Um, I think th- those are guys who, you know, they're not necessarily going to run the offense, but I think we could see career years out of them. Right. Uh, they also have Brian Reynolds, Cabrian Hayes. They go without saying. Uh, eventually, O'Neill Cruz is going to be there. That's true. Eventually he's going to be there. Cole Tucker's still hanging around. I'm wondering if we could see it finally. Yeah. I I don't know. Uh, they also have Ben Gamble, who is pretty underrated. Not yeah. not that he's great or anything, but he's he's not bad at all. Um, and then uh, Diego Castillo uh, is a guy that they got for Clay Holmes, and mm-hmm. uh, he he's been he's been going off in spring training. He is like a thirteen hundred OPS. They just announced that he made the opening day roster. Different, just, a different Diego Castillo. Yeah, there's multiple Luis Garcias. There's multiple Will Smiths. There are multiple Diego Castillos. Yeah. <laughs> Can't wait for the Pirates Mariners game this year when there's uh yeah, yeah I don't even know if they do they play each other this year I think they do um, maybe they don't I don't know no I don't think they do I think the AL West plays the NL East yeah yeah I'm I'm not sure yeah but anyway should, will be fun when it happens yes yeah I think uh, no the Central plays the AL East this year so it won't happen this year unless Diego Castillo gets traded from the Mariners I don't think the Pirates would trade him. It's too right. early. Um, but he has, I think he's hit like six home runs in spring training. He just They just announced that he made the opening day roster, which means that they clearly don't care about him as much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is such a sad thing to, it's, it's a it's sad almost, conclusion to come to. It's almost backhanded. <laughs> um, the rotation, JT Brubaker starting on opening day. Jose Quintana's right behind him. Quintana had very good strikeout to walk numbers last year. Uh, but he got hit hard, and he gave up a lot of home runs. Um, but it's someone that can be serviceable for the Pirates. I think he can pitch, like, 120-plus innings. Uh, Mitch Keller, we're still waiting. Bryce Wilson, Zach Thompson. Um, Zach Thompson had a pretty good stretch for the Marlins last year. Uh, he, his strikeout numbers aren't great, though. Um, oh, yeah, I I did, yeah, I did see that. I did yeah. notice that. Um, I think there's, I think the Pirates have guys that can step up, which is why I'm putting them in fourth, but they are still the Pirates. Um, in third place, I have the Chicago Cubs, who are coming off a big rebuild last year. Um, I think the addition of Seiya Suzuki is going to be a big one for them. Yep. I think having a full year of Nick Madrigal is going to be fun. Maybe not a full year, but, you know, a, a fuller year. Yeah. Um, I know. I think it's going to be interesting to see what guys like Frank Schwindel, Patrick Wisdom, Rafael Ortega do this year. They're all older, but they all broke out in August and September of last year. Right. Um, as far as the rotation, they added Marcus Stroman, which is good. They have the softest throwing rotation ever. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I think the bullpen could break out again like it did last year. I think there are a lot of guys. You know, like the Cubs bullpen was the reason why they were a threat to win the division at one point. Uh and I think we could see that at least early in next year. Uh, so I'm going to put them at third. In second place in the National League Central, I have the St. Louis Cardinals uh, once again. I mean, I they didn't really do much this offseason other than add Steve and Mats. Yeah. You know, I think, I think they're kind of just the same team they are last year, and that's a second-place team. Right, right. Um, 
I think Tyler O'Neill has MVP potential. I yeah. think Paul Goldschmidt has 880 potential. <laughs> um, but like I don't know. I think they're kind of just the same team. Yeah, uh, pretty top heavy, pretty old. Yeah, and with that but being like, said, my first place team is the Milwaukee Brewers again. Uh, they made some additions to the offense with Andrew McCutcheon, with Hunter Renfro. I think those are going to be good additions for sure. Um, and the pitching. I mean, what else is there? Uh, I was looking at some projections last night. The Bat X has Aaron Ashby finishing third in reliever F4 <laughs> behind Hader and Hendricks. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's pretty <laughs> um that's pretty wild. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. Um so there's a lot of awesomeness in that pitching staff. Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, Freddie Peralta, and Adrian Hauser, your player to watch, Eric yeah, Lauer as well. Uh, yeah. And then in the bullpen, Hader, Williams, Boxberger, Suter, Cousins, Ashby. Like, there are so many weapons they can throw at you. Um, this is a team that has so much potential. You know, I think the offense is what we're really looking for this year. And uh, I still have them winning the Central. Yeah, yeah. Um, so my National League Central, um, I do – I have the uh, – the Pirates keeping their rightful title okay. as a uh, last in the National League Central uh, for this year. Um, I do agree on um, your points of, you know, like there's a lot of young guys uh, that are going to make an impact. Like, you know, O'Neill Cruz, you know, on April 24th, he'll uh, start making his impact. Uh, Key Brian Hayes uh, will, you know, he'll definitely bounce back um, from where he was last year. He kind of had a, little bit of an injury riddled season it was maybe hitting a little too many ground balls uh you know he'll bounce back brian reynolds like i'm not gonna expect a six-win season out of him again but i think he'll be pretty he'll remain pretty good for that team um but you know the the pitching staff you know i could name maybe three of them um it's uh it's pretty tough <laughs> what their what their pitching staff has but yeah their lineup uh has some somewhat inspiring guys especially with you know mainly like Cruz Hayes Reynolds um and uh maybe I'm missing a guy but uh you know Vogelbach's pretty cool too I can I can see Vogelbach having a having a couple of uh ones that go into that river um when in fourth I have the Reds uh yeah I mean that rotation they lost a lot uh, lineup they also lost a significant amount we apologize for the uh inconvenience of yes i mean that's that's not our thing that's yeah that's that's not our it's like an attachment of our building but it's not that was not caused by us that uh that noise in the background but anyway back to the point uh the reds yeah i have in fourth um they lost you know a significant part of their lineup significant part of their rotation like more significant with their rotation and uh you know bullpen has never really been good at all and uh yeah i mean yeah i'll have them in in fourth place uh in third place i also have the uh cubs um because yeah i mean uh it's it's weird because i was a little hesitant to have them in third place after how they finished you know after the trade deadline last year you know i think they went like 25 and 45 um, or maybe that was beforehand, 
from like mid July on, they were like 25 and 45, which was um, very very bad. But they they you know they made an effort over the off season with guys like Suzuki, guys like Stroman. Um, I don't think I don't think Hendricks is going to get back to prime Hendricks, but I think he'll he'll um, he'll he he won't be a high four ERA guy again. Um, and uh, I think Adver Alzalev can take a step forward as well. Uh, and you know Schwindel, Ortega, Wisdom. You know I don't think all of them are going to do great, but I think you know one or two of them might be you know a pretty pretty serviceable guys in the lineup. So I'll have them in third place. I mean, they're going to be below 500 in my mind, but still third place in this particular division. And then second place, uh, I also have the Cardinals. Um, yeah, I mean, up until that 17-game win streak last year, they were a 500 team. Um, Pythagorean win-loss had them at 85 and 77 as well, so it's not like they were really like supposed to be that much better you know in terms of run production not that we like not that we love the stat but sometimes it can be decent to reference um but yeah anyway the yeah the cardinals like yeah they didn't make too many upgrades they i guess they added steven Matz, but there's a lot of guys that are getting older like you know adam wainwright yadier molina um even like i don't know paul de young he's like 31 or something like that um as a shortstop you know nolan arenado is getting a little bit older paul goldschmidt although hmm did i have him at, i might have had him at over 880 mm-hmm. so maybe we'll see about paul goldschmidt but yeah yeah i don't yeah i don't love that roster um i don't know how much of a difference ollie marmel will make i think they had something kind of good with mike schilt um, but, uh, you know, they decided to change position there. Um, actually I can just close this door, but yeah, the Cardinals. Yeah. I'm not too inspired by, uh, their roster. They have great defense, but, but yeah, I mean, I just don't see them going by the Brewers because Brewers are very good. You, I mean, you mentioned that, that wrote that like whole, the entire pitching staff top to bottom, um, Corbin Burns, like it's hard to not just freak out about Corbin Burns with how many guys he strikes out and how little walks and home runs he gives up. Uh, hard not to freak out about him. And then Brandon Woodruff is an ace in 85% of rotations in baseball. Um, so that's fun for Freddie Peralta is even a ace in like 60% of rotations in baseball. Yeah, Freddie Peralta, exactly. And then, yeah, Hauser, Hauser and Lauer, um, at least based off of what they did last year, like two or three guys uh, in a lot of rotations as well. Mm-hmm. Like they're in a great position having them as their four and five, and uh, you know their 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 bullpen is also great. Um, they did great last year, and also what should be mentioned is like there's probably there probably can just potential bounce back seasons offensively you know I, I guess we said that with Christian Yelich last year but um I would expect better from him you know he's a uh almost two-time MVP I don't think a 736 OPS at the age of 30 is going to be uh what we're going to be getting used to um so I think he'll you know he, he'll he won't get back to MVP form but I think he'll still be uh a very good a very good uh 
a very good bat in that lineup. Uh, Hunter Renfro was a great addition in my mind. They lost Bradley and, and gained Renfro. I mean, they did, all, did also lose uh, Avasil Garcia, but um, Renfro is basically Avasil Gar- Garcia with defense. So you got to like that. Um, and, yeah, there's there's uh, there's some uh, – yeah, there's just, a, there's just a lot of talent with that team. Um, I love Craig Council at the helm as well. Yes. Uh, managing baseball games for that Brewers team. And, uh, and yeah, I think they'll, uh, they'll be my third seed in the National League playoffs. Um, so, yeah, now on to the National League West to round out the full standings predictions. Um, I will uh, start off with my last place team. Um, it's going to be the Diamondbacks again for me. Um, you know, it's like I don't expect them to be the worst team in baseball again, but, you know, there's there's no reason for me to have them ahead of the, you know, Rockies, you know, Padres, Giants, or Dodgers. So, you know, they'll be, they'll be last place. They'll, I guess, be developing. I don't really know. They don't really have any young studs on that team necessarily. But, yeah, they'll be uh, in last place. The Rockies I have in fourth place. Um, you know, they added Chris Bryant, um, but not too much added to the team. And, you know, I think the rest of that division is, is very good as well. And I, I think the Rockies will do similar to what they did last year, you know, mid-70s wins. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, do, I do really like – I like some of the guys they have there, some young developing guys like Ryan McMahon, Brendan Rogers, um, you know, CJ Crone. He's not a younger guy, but he's a good producer for that lineup as well. Um, and uh, if there's anybody I'm blanking on, I mean, I like, you, you got to like having Herman Marquez in there as uh, as your number one guy. You know, uh, I think there's, there's some good, there's some fair reasons to watch the Rockies, but uh, I think they'll be in fourth place. In third place, I have the San Diego Padres once again um, in third place. However, I'm going to have them as my fifth seed in the National League playoffs. Uh, They're going to make the playoffs this time. Um, I would expect a good amount of bounce-back seasons from this team. Uh, You know, you Darvish, uh, Blake Snell for me, I think Blake Snell's last seven starts or last seven full starts uh, was very inspiring to me, especially like mostly because of the cut cuts and walks because I think he had like less than three walks per nine in that seven start span and his like strikeout minus walk percentage was like over 30% which is astounding so uh I'm inspired by what Blake Snell how Blake Snell can bounce back and uh you Darvish um he had a very good strikeout to walk ratio last year uh I think his issue is the home run ball which you know can be you know fixed i think it can be fixed uh and along with that you know denelson lametz i imagine is going to pitch more than he did last year that's a very good sign um mike clevenger is eventually going to be added to the mix sean Manaya is going to be added to the mix uh immediately um you know you don't love having tatis uh out for the first couple months but uh, you know, a very good lineup uh, to, you know, to, besides Tatis with Machado, Cronenworth, 
uh, Grisham. There's plenty of guys I'm missing. Uh, yep. <laughs> plenty of guys I'm missing, but like, uh, I don't know if I'd put Will Myers as like an elite guy, but uh, let me let me just go to the. Let me just go to their uh, projected lineup because they've got good guys. I'm just blanking on names right now. Oh, wait. Roster resources. What I got to go to? Padres. <clears throat> um, yeah, Luke Voigt they added. Yeah, Luke Voigt they added. Uh, Austin Nola. Um, yeah, they've got good good uh good offense i'm i like their rotation you know joe musgrove i was inspired by last year he's not going to be necessarily like the ace this year i don't think but uh but i liked what i saw from him uh nick martinez is also a pretty interesting story so yeah i like that i like the padres pitching and i think they will be the fifth seed in the national league playoffs third in the national league west um the fourth seed in the National League playoffs for me, and mm-hmm. second in the National League West is going to be the San Francisco Giants. Um, you know they've uh, they won 107 games last year. You know I don't expect the same from them this year, but uh, I do expect them to still have success. Um, you know whatever they've done in that analytics analytics department is working. Um, they're going to get more innings from Logan Webb this year. Hopefully, you know I think he had a 140 something so. I'd imagine he's probably more near like 190, 200 this year. Um, so that's very good. Um, you know, they did lose Kevin Gosman, but I think Carlos Rodon might be a good um, might be a good replacement um, in that role. And yeah, I just I up and down like they don't really have any particular weaknesses on that team. Um, and yeah, I just I just like that team to uh, continue success. Even if they're a little bit old, even if they lost Buster Posey, I think they'll uh, grab that um, that first wild card spot in the National League. And then uh, in first place, I have the Dodgers getting back to uh, their division-winning ways. Uh, it's just funny to think they didn't win it last year after 106 wins. But uh, but yeah, I mean, it, it's it's. Uh, it's hard not to be obvious with like yep. with this team, you know. Just look at their projected lineup, and then you have uh, you you have you know a very good rotation as well with Walker Bueller, Julio Urias, um, Clayton Kershaw. They might have uh, other people coming back as well. Potentially, I don't know. I don't know what the situation might be, um, but. And, you know, obviously a very good bullpen. They just added Craig Kimbrell. Um, and, yeah, I mean, they're used to winning. They have the talent to win the division. And I think they'll win the division. I think they'll I think they'll get the first seed in the National League playoffs. What do you got for the NL West? So most of our – I think uh, – so you went first on three divisions. We agreed on 13 out of 15 teams combined. <laughs> um, so I have the Diamondbacks in last as well. Um I think the Cattell Marte extension was great. I think this team is just a ways away, though, especially in that division. You know, the offense is very uninspiring. Uh, the pitching staff is okay at best. The bullpen is also okay at best. Um, just a, they're in a pretty strong. I feel like they're a decent last place team. Um, but yeah. They're still, but they're still a last place team. Yeah. 
The Colorado Rockies are in fourth for me. Um, similar thing. I think they could get close to approaching 500, honestly. Yeah, uh, yeah. They won how many games last season? 74. Uh, they added Chris Bryant. They added Randall Grichik to the offense. Um, I think he's going to play more favorable to Coors Field than Ryan Tapia did. I think they've got uh, breakouts impending as well. Um, this is a team that's decent, but I still think they're in fourth just by default. Yeah. Um, in third, I have the San Francisco Giants. Um, I still think they're a very good team. Um, I still think they can win 90-plus games. I don't know about 107 again, um, but... You know, they did lose Kevin Gosman, although I think Logan Webb will be able to take up that rotation spot nicely. If Carlos Rodon stays healthy, that's a lethal rotation up top to bottom. Uh, the bullpen is rock solid as well. Jake McGee, Camilo Doval, if they have a full season of him, Tyler Rogers, Yarlin Garcia, Zach Littell. Um, and then the lineup, I mean, you know, obviously we need to see replications of breakout seasons from the older guys. You know, Brandon Crawford, Darren Ruff, Brandon Belt. Um, you know, I think we, uh, we need to see Joey Bard take a step up this year, I think, especially with the fact that he's replacing Buster Posey. Um, the Giants I have in third because of the Melvin effect. I believe in it. Ah, yeah. yeah. That's that's really the one reason why I have the Padres in second. Um, even if they're going to lose Tatis, this is still an incredible... Like, you gotta... You still... Part of you still has to put on your pre-2020 cap when you're thinking about this team. Like, it doesn't seem realistic that every single guy who underperformed is going to do so again in 2021 yeah, yeah. like you darvish could go back to ace form just like that you know so, so can blake snell uh will myers can go back to being a guy with a one <laughs> one like 30 ops plus it's possible austin Nola maybe is the guy that i'm the least optimistic about luke voigt now that he's playing full-time again the last time he played full-time he led the league in homers yeah <laughs> like are we just forgetting <laughs> that there's cronenworth machado who were both I would say they didn't underperform last year. And there was Trent Grisham, who is a very dynamic player. Uh, I have them finishing second, and I probably would have them finishing first in some divisions, but not in the division with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I can't do that. I don't really know what more needs to be said. I'm sure you've all heard it by now. Uh, The fact that Gavin Lux, who is a top, like a top, top prospect, is hitting ninth for this team is hilarious. Yes. Uh, They could have a Cody Bellinger resurgence here. Yeah. Like that's yeah. 100% on the table. I know he even struggled like, in spring training, too. Yeah. And, e- and even if they don't, like, if their former MVP from three years ago is terrible again, they'll still be fine. Yeah. <laughs> if, oh. if, if last year didn't prove that enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do think the weakest part of their team is probably the rotation, especially if, you know, they don't get certain guys back. You know, I don't know how I feel about Andrew Heaney as a four-starter. That's true. Yeah. Um, that might be their biggest weakness, but everything else is just so good that it cancels out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so for my NL standings overall, I have the Dodgers as the one seed, the Braves as the two seed, the Brewers as the three seed, the Phillies as the four seed. I think the Phillies are going to surprise a lot of people and take that uh, first wild card spot. Interesting. The Padres as the fifth seed and the San Francisco Giants as the sixth seed. I have three teams at making it out of the NL West. So now do we want to do uh, awards? Yeah, regular season awards. Okay. Um, for me, I went. My National League picks are more basic. My American League picks are more. I don't know. Okay. I guess dark uh, horse. Should we start with the order of award week? Uh yeah. Okay. So um, American League Rookie of the Year. Um, I'll start and say uh, American League Rookie of the Year is stacked. By the way, it's so stacked. Because all of the top 
Six this pro- as a whole, this might be the best rookie of the year potential class we've seen, like going into a season ever. Yeah, I mean, just thinking about like if you just look at the MLB prospect rankings, um, you know the top five are all supposed to be you know at least on rosters like mm-hmm. before May this year, mm-hmm. um, and it's and they're all just like Adley so Rushman much. probably would be there. The only problem is he's hurt. Yeah, like that's probably the only reason he's not on a roster. Uh, so yeah, so my American League Rookie of the Year is uh, one of those. One of those five prospects. Um, I think maybe people aren't thinking about him enough, but he last year in the minors he hit uh, 347 with a 1,001 OPS in 74 games. Um, also, like 66 strikeouts in 74 games. Like that's not too much and doesn't like concern me too much. I think strikeouts sometimes concern me, but they like, matter more in the minors than in the majors. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that guy is Julio Rodriguez. Yep. Um, and yeah, I don't know. It feels weird saying Julio Rodriguez will win r- Rookie of the Year, but the Mariners won't win the division because it feels like they should go hand in hand. But mm-hmm. I, don't I don't think know. it has to. Like, yeah, not necessarily. I yeah. guess. Like MVP maybe, but Rookie of the Year. Yeah. Especially, but I think Rookie of the Year means more in this year, this potential class. Yes. Yeah, like he's probably got to get like especially in the AL four or five wins above replacement. Yeah. Um, who is your so, American League Rookie of the Year? Uh, I'm going with the same team, hmm. but I'm going with Matt Brash. Matt Brash. Yeah, I'm going with a bold take on this one. Yeah. You know, everyone's out here thinking Julio Rodriguez, Bobby Witt Jr., Adley Rushman, Spencer Torkelson, MJ Melendez, which I do think all of them are going to be great this year. Give me, give me the friend of the program, and give me the guy that's had one of the quickest rises to the top. Yeah, in a while. Yeah, yeah, great strike thrower. Mm-hmm. Um, I should look at his uh, minor league statistics as well, but yeah, like, like I think his, I think his, uh, his estimated time of arrival was twenty twenty three. He was on the major league roster in twenty twenty one. Granted, he didn't pitch, but he's there on opening day in twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, twenty twenty one. He had a uh, two three one ERA and 142 strikeouts in 97 and a third innings. Pitched mm-hmm. 13.1 strikeouts per nine. Yes. Yeah, he's uh, and he's a and he's like already been on pitching ninja a bunch of times as well. Yeah, great stuff. Like some of the best breaking stuff, uh, you know, you'll see out of a young right-hander like Matt Brash. Yeah. Um, and Canadian. And Canadian, yes, Niagara University. <laughs> yeah. Um. And now f- time for National League Rookie of the Year. Um, I didn't. I didn't go really edgy at all, and I chose the hard-hitting O'Neill Cruz. Yeah. Just because, like, I don't know. Ameri- like American League Rookie of the Year is so stacked, and the National League Rookie of the Year. I don't really know. <laughs> I don't really yeah. know where to go. Last year was. Last year the race was kind of. There was potential with like there was like Ian Anderson. Yep. Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes. Cabrian Hayes and Ian Anderson were like the consensus top two. Yeah. And it ended up being Jonathan India and Trevor Rogers. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> good for them. Um, so, yeah, I have O'Neill Cruz. Who do you have for National Rookie of the Year? I'm going with a guy that I think a lot of people aren't considering just because of the way he got here. I'm looking at Seiya Suzuki. Ah, yeah. right. That's true. That's true. <laughs> people are forgetting there are ways to be a rookie other than going through the minors. Yeah, that is true. That um, is true. Yeah, he had really he had outlandish numbers in Japan uh, before he came over here. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, uh, I think he had like a 170 OPS plus or something like that. Right, right. Yeah, I, I want to look exactly, but I think he's going to fit nicely in that Cubs lineup. Right, yeah. Um, Say I'm thinking of a dark, darker horse guy to just mm-hmm. throw out there. But, yeah, um, he had a 10 in between two teams in 2021. He had a 1069 OPS. And that's, by the way, that's a three, th- 317, 433, 636. Like, he did everything right. Good batting average, good ratio between batting average and OBP, good ISO. Like, he was good at everything on offense last year. And I think that, you know, maybe it's not going to translate directly to the big leagues, but I think it'll translate enough to be a rookie of the year uh, winner. Yeah, yeah. I think um, a dark horse candidate for me, you know, not, not my pick, but uh, – I, and I don't know. Maybe he's not dark horse because he's like top forty prospect in baseball. But uh, Edward Cabrera mm-hmm. um, from the Marlins, he had thirteen point five strikeouts per nine in the minors last year, along with a two nine three ERA. Um, so yeah, he's he's another potential nominee in National League Rookie does, of the Year. Uh, does Sixto Sanchez still count as a rookie? Yeah, that's another one too. If he comes back from his injury. Yeah, he like barely. You just pick any Marlins pitcher. <laughs> yeah. That guy, that guy is a dark horse for rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, all right, American League Manager of the Year. Um, it's kind of just process of elimination based on like mm-hmm. who your, what your standings are. It's very synonymous with your standings for sure. So mine's uh, Charlie Montoya. So is mine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't. There's not. I mean, I don't want to talk about the Blue Jays as a team again because that's really what it is. That's pretty much, yeah. And my National League manager of the year, ours might also be the same here as Joe Girardi. Yep. Yeah, so we have yeah. the same American League man- manager of the year and National League manager of the year. Yeah, there's not really much that needs to be said there. And I, I don't think it's necessarily going to be because of their managers. <laughs> I, don't, I would say I don't think Joe Girardi is going to win it because of his job as a manager. I think it's going to be because of his team. Yes, yes. Um, yeah. Honestly, I've forgotten, like – I've just forgotten that he's the manager of the Phillies sometimes. Remember when he let Aaron Nola give up a home run in the bottom of the ninth with two outs at like 120 pitches? Yeah, <laughs> yeah what the heck? That is, that is too much, too yeah. much. Um, all yeah. right, American League Cy Young. This is where I go a little bit off the beaten path. Um, I I think he has the stuff. I think he has the strikeout numbers. Um, and uh, I think his team is going to be able to help him have success and maybe be able to prevent runs i'm going with dylan c so am i oh my God. let's go <laughs> yes <laughs> here am i thinking this is a dark horse pick oh my goodness <laughs> who would have thought this like a year and a half ago we're both going with dylan Cease as our saw young pick <laughs> The guy, we made fun of this guy so much when he was walking everyone, which is understandable. Yeah. Uh, that I, is, see, I see a lot of Robbie Ray in this guy. Yes. Um, I don't know if you saw my face that entire time you were building up to that. I yeah. was like, he's going to do it. <laughs> I was like, that fits the description. That also fits the description. It could be Dylan Cease. <laughs> I did see it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I am also going with Dylan Cease as my American League Cy Young Award. <laughs> it's the second year in a row I'm taking a White Sox pitcher. I picked Giolito last year. Yep, yep. Um, yeah, I mean, his spring training numbers have been excellent. Uh, he, his walk rate very much improved. His strikeout rate very much improved last year. I think they went down by a full one of each. Yeah, yeah. Up or down in t- as far as better. Right. Um, yeah, but I, I 100% agree with that. I think Dylan Cease is the Cy Young winner. Yeah, he had a he had a three four one FIP last year, 12.3 strikeouts per nine. I want to look at... um. 
There was some stat cast data that I also liked um, from him. I'm trying to look at, uh, yeah, oh, plate discipline. Yeah, his his whiff rate went from 25.3% in 2020 to 34.6% yeah. in 2021. And the MLB average for whiff rate is 24.6%. His whiff rate was 10% above average, which is pretty crazy. Like, the contact rates uh, are very are very good. Um for him and uh and yeah like yeah uh what do you have 365 expected era and yeah and like the american league cy young it's it's not like the american league pitchers it's not a very it's not very deep we kind of saw it last year like robbie ray was able to win the cy young with like an upper two zra and even like a mid threes fit and garrett cole you know he's like the safe pick and uh, I wanted to go a little bit off the pe- beaten path. and I can't believe it. Me neither. This is a monumental day for ARR. This is this has shown so much growth in us and Dylan Cease. Yes. Um, <laughs> what a moment. Yeah. Uh, National League, Cy Young. Um, this is uh, – I'm not going too hot. I'm uh, – I think Corbin Burns is going to go okay. back to back. Okay. Because – I don't know. It's it's just like he had a one six three FIP last year, and he's not going to have a one six three no. FIP again. But if he has a two a two four FIP and maybe an even lower ERA, mm-hmm. if it just balances out that way, um, yeah. I mean, I just don't see who's gonna uncrown him unless he unless his innings production is like very low. Um, I think he'll, uh, yeah, I think he'll win that Cy Young mm-hmm. again. And his his stuff is just very good, and he's heading into his age twenty seven se- twenty seven season. My pick for Cy Young, like I think it's a, I think it's like the bridge between favorite and dark horse. I'm going with Sandy Alcantara. I see. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he has some of the best fastball velocity in the majors. He also is a primary sinker baller, I believe. Uh, last year, his Walk rate went down by a full walk, and it also went up uh, almost two full strikeouts from 2019. Uh, he has shown massive improvement in the last couple of years, and he's entering his age 26 season. Uh, he pitched 205 innings last year, uh, which I think if he does so again with better production and Corbin Burns has a similar amount of innings, I think I think that's a situation where they might just go with the innings, even though they didn't do it last year. Like The only reason they really picked Burns is because of that that one six three FIP, which I don't think I also don't think he's going to replicate. Yeah. Like I think if Sandy Alcantara shows, you know, some improvement and Corbin Burns does what you think, I think the innings are going to push the writers over to the Sandy Alcantara side. Right. Of things. Uh, so I have him as my NL Cy Young pick. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a solid pick. Mm-hmm. Um, my so now on to uh, MVPs. Yeah. My American League MVP. Um, is someone who I think from like May 9th on had a 1,000 OPS over 1,000 OPS in uh, like 107 games or something like that. Um, also had also got a little bit unlucky. Um, if you look at Statcast, not crazy, but like even you know a little unlucky. Great hard hit rates, mm-hmm. exit velocity, barrel rates. I'm going with Kyle Tucker. Wow. As my uh, American League MVP. Wow. Um, you know, like Shohei is the safe pick, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike Trout might also up, be up there in terms of a safe pick, but um, you know, I didn't want to go with that. Not, you know, I don't know if Shohei Otani is necessarily going to do what he did last year. Like, 
That's that's hard to expect. <laughs> so here's the thing. I picked Shohei Otani as my MVP for the American League, and I think he set the bar so unbelievably high last year that if he has like a season that's like 60% of what he did last year, that's still MVP worthy. Right. Yeah. Like what did he have like last year he had what like a 1 like 50 ERA or like 150 OPS plus and like 140 ERA plus. Yeah, yeah. Something like that. Let's say they both go down by like 20 this year. I still think that's MVP worthy. Like he's still doing both at, a, at an efficient level. Yeah, that's true. Um and yeah, he had 9 wins above replacement on baseball reference and 8 on FanGraphs, so like Yeah, that's that's very good. And and yeah, I think yeah, I think Kyle Tucker like will have like a a seven win season. I think he'll I think he'll do it. I think Shohei will be definitely in the mix for sure. Um but like uh but yeah, like <laughs> no no gripes uh seeing Shohei picked at all. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, like um, I have Dark Horse MVP picks because my also my other MVP is also extremely basic. Yeah. Uh, it's Juan Soto. I'm, uh-huh. I'm, do- I'm picking him every year until he wins it. Yeah. <laughs> this is my third year in a row now. Um, my Dark Horse MVP picks in the AL, it's Byron Buxton. Mm-hmm. And in the NL, it's Tyler O'Neill. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. My National League MVP um, is also Juan Soto. Um, you know, he he had an unbelievable season, and his expected WOBA was actually higher than his WOBA. So. Yep. I expect repeated success. I mean, his, his second half was so unbelievable too. So he was trending in the right direction, and he's heading into his age twenty three season. It it just, yeah, it, it was hard to go against him. It was hard to go against Otani, but like mm-hmm. uh, I liked what I saw from Tucker, but I didn't like what I s- saw from anyone else. And also, like what should be considered with National League MVP is like. Acuna and Tatis probably not going to be able to win it. Tatis, exactly. Tatis definitely not. So mm-hmm. those are those are like two contenders out the window. Window and maybe even Degrom if you want to consider him, kind of out yeah. out of the mix. So um, it's kind of yeah, it's it's Soto's to have pretty much um, based on what he's done the past few years or his entire career. Um, yeah. So yeah, that, I have him as NL MVP as well. So yeah. Um, what a moment, Dylan Cease. We have we have him as AL Cy Young. Um, all right, now we get into the postseason. Yes, po- we do get into the postseason with the wild card round. So I think we should, uh, yeah, the wild card round. Just for reference, you have what, what did you have in the wild card rounds? I have uh, Astros versus Red Sox with the Astros hosting, and uh, Rays versus Mariners. Rays hosting. Um, Brewers versus Phillies, Brewers hosting Giants versus Padres at Oracle Park. Okay. Um, so I have, uh, in the American League, I have Mariners versus Astros with the Mariners hosting, and I have Rays Twins with the Rays hosting. And the National League, I have uh, Brewers Giants with the Brewers hosting and Phillies Padres with the Phillies hosting. Yeah, yeah. So you want to go first? Uh, so I have the Astros defeating the Red Sox once again. Um, in the playoffs, and at uh, Tropicana, I think the Mariners are going to get it done uh, and uh, advance to the American League Division Series. So Astros and Mariners are going to be moving on. And then in the National League, I have the Brewers getting by the Phillies uh, with that pitching staff silencing that uh, hefty lineup. 
and then I have the uh, Giants pushing past the Padres at Oracle Park. Um, you know, I think I just like their team a little better. And uh, you know, Bob Melvin, good right, good in the regular season, but uh, hasn't shown it in the po- in the postseason, I guess. Yeah. Well, I guess neither has Gabe Kapler, but. Anyway, so in my wild card round, I have the Mariners taking down the Astros in three games. Um, I believe the wild card series is a best of three, right? Yes. Okay. Yes. So I have uh, the yeah I have the Astros taking down or getting taken down by the Mariners in three. Um, I made a lot of bold picks, Chris. I could not be bold enough to have the Twins winning a playoff game. <laughs> that that just no. I have the Rays over the Twins in two. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> now what are we? What am I? I'm not working miracles here. Yeah, yeah. What, are, um, what is it? What is this? Yeah. So I have the Mariners and the Rays moving on to the American League Division Series, and I have an upset. I have the Giants taking down the Brewers in two, as a six versus three. Ah. Uh, yeah. yeah. And then I have the Padres upsetting the Phillies in three. Padres upsetting. the So Phillies, I have these yeah. six and five seeds moving on to the Division Series in my brackets. Yeah. NL side. So that leads to the league division series where I have it with the number one seeded Blue Jays against the number five seeded Mariners, the number two seeded White Sox versus the number three seeded Astros, the uh, number one seeded Dodgers versus number four seeded Giants, and number two Braves versus number two or number three Brewers. Um, and I have the Blue Jays getting by the Mariners. I have uh, this time the White Sox getting past the Astros. Maybe home field advantage will help them out. Um, and I don't know. I think the Astros are not as good as they were last year. So I think the White Sox might have a little bit easier time with that because um, they didn't get worse necessarily, really. Um, I think they're getting better. And then in the National League Division Series, I have the Dodgers getting past the Giants again. Um, and I have the Braves getting past the Brewers again with just home field advantage being different, um, but cool. both uh, sim- very similar playoffs to uh, last yeah. year in the National League. So in my division series, I have the uh, one seated one seated White Sox taking on the four seated Rays, and I have the uh, two seated Blue Jays taking on the three seated Mariners, and I have the Blue Jays getting past the Mariners in four, and the Rays upsetting the White Sox in five. And on mm. the National League side of things, I have. The number one seeded Dodgers taking on a rematch with the Giants, and I have uh, Braves Padres, and I have the Giants upsetting the Dodgers in five. I have them getting revenge <laughs> from last year, and I have the Padres taking on the Braves and beating them in four. I have a lot of upsets in the National League. I have a yeah. six versus five NLCS. Padres Giants in the, yeah. in the league championship series. Yep. So I have so I have a indiv- I have Blue Jays Rays. Uh, ALCS, Padres, Giants, and LCS. Nice. <laughs> Bunch of divisional matchups. Nice, nice. Um, so that leads to the AL, or, well, AL and NLCS. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have blue. I have number one Blue Jays versus number two White Sox, and number one Dodgers versus number two Braves. I didn't really. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I have a lot of a uh, lot of what should be happening in the playoffs happening in the playoffs. Yep. Um, I have the Blue Jays getting by the White Sox, and I have the um, you know Dodgers Braves. It's going to be a trilogy, and uh, I think the Dodgers are going to win because they'll also have the home field advantage, and 
I don't know. I think they'll just win. Have you ever not had the Dodgers going to the World Series? You don't think you have? Not in this uh, program's history, no, no. Did you have them beating the Rays in 2020? Um, no, I had the Rays beating the Dodgers okay. before the season started. Um, so, I have the Blue Jays taking down the Rays in seven games, and I have the Giants taking down the Padres in six. So you have Blue Jays-Dodgers, I have Blue Jays-Giants. Ah, yeah. Yeah, in the World Series. And uh, Really bold take. The Giants might not even make the playoffs. I have them going to the World Series. Yeah, yeah. Love, love to see it. It's yeah. kind of the opposite direction yeah. of me. As I always, I just, it just feels weird for me not having the Dodgers mm-hmm. <laughs> make it to the World Series. Yeah. Just based, on, they, they always, they always just do something in the off season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but anyway, um, so I was tempted to have the Blue Jays winning the World Series, but then I realized like this core, you know. This is in a hypothetical world, but, like, this core has not seen the playoffs yet. And usually, like, if you look at, like, uh, kind of all the teams in the past, most of the teams in the past decade has had their core, like, make the playoffs, not win it, and then come back another time and win it again. Like, Mm -hmm. that was with the, uh, you know, 20 – and I'm not counting 2020 as a playoff run for the Blue Jays because they played two games. Yeah, with no fans in Tropicana. But like you know, with the with the Dodgers, you know they made it pl- made it to the or, or like the Braves, they made it to the playoffs three times in a row, and then you know finally they won the World Series. Dodgers. I think the best thing you can count is the Astros. Like they they played in the wild card game and they won and they lost to the Royals. Yeah. And they made it. Yeah, yeah. And but even still, that was mostly the same core, just they were at very different parts of their careers. Yeah. So I think the Blue Jays and. I think the I think the Dodgers experience and Dave Roberts's experience managing even though it's I think it has improved so I kind of trust that more and I think the Dodgers will beat the Blue Jays in the World Series and uh for yeah the second year in a row I have the Dodgers winning the World Series. Yeah. Um so I yeah. have uh I have the Blue Jays winning in 7 against the Giants. So I have the Blue Jays going all the way this year. Like home field advantage is it's very nice. real in Toronto, yes. 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 Not to mention that place is also rowdy as hell when they're in the playoffs. Oh, my God. No doubt. No yeah. doubt. Um, like, just go back to the 2015 and 2016 playoffs. It's yes. uh, insane. Insane to watch, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well. That is it for the third ARR slash STBNL offseason. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, that's all. Um yeah, we our third predictions episode that we've done for uh, for a season, and yeah, um, I have Dodgers over Blue Jays. Daniel has Blue Jays over Giants for right. the World Series. <laughs> Dylan Cease, AL Cy Young consensus. Love to That's see the it. biggest takeaway for sure. Um, <laughs> Who would have ever thought? <laughs> I I mean, yeah, I mean, it's just going to happen mm-hmm. uh we hope you enjoyed this one if you want to follow us on social media follow me on twitter at cross underscore gianta follow daniel on both twitter and instagram at daniel underscore current and follow the show instagram uh at above replacement radio for all the show needs and uh you know we hope you enjoyed this season predictions episode and we look forward to seeing you next time yes, we do when we're talking about Major League Baseball regular season action. Uh, Looking forward to doing that. Once again, 
uh, for the third time for us, third time covering a regular season. And, uh, yeah, that's going to be fun. So looking forward to that. We will see you then. This conversation. This conversation is over. Is over.